This is Rowena from Pretty Creative, and my drink of choice is an ice-cold white wine. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to episode 91 of the Work-Wife Wine Time podcast the podcast for Australian women in business who are looking for connection and the support of other women sharing the same business journey. Hello, hello, it's Gemma here with you today and I'm so excited to connect you with our returning guest, Leanne Shelton from Right Time Marketing. Hello, welcome. Hey, Gemma, thank you. Excited to be here. What's news? (laughs) what's news oh so many things um I think uh yeah well last time I was in a whole different space I was last on the show uh this time around I I guess yeah I've become a church BT trainer and speaker uh that's not even 12 months old yet probably like nine months uh and yeah it's completely turned my world upside down but I'm glad I made that decision because the amount of opportunities to speak train Oh, the people I've spoken to, met, it's just been incredible. So that's that's been really, really cool. And yeah, I think that's gonna be my key focus going forward, I think. Yeah, totally. So what what led you into that from uh, you know, your marketing, copywriting, um, yeah, what you do current well, kind of currently, but yeah, how did yeah, you Yeah, yeah. What happened? Tell me. So basically, uh so April 2023, I realized that because usually in the copywriting world, it kind of drops off around November, then by mm-hmm. February, it, you know, it kicks up, it kicks up again. And it was end of April and that kind of hadn't happened yet. And I'm like, okay, there's the economic climate situation happening, you know, dragging out from post-COVID and also this shiny free thing called ChatGPT that everyone's raving about. So why should they pay me thousands of dollars when they can get this tool to do it for free? But I had played around with it and I saw its limitations and I'm like, hang on a second, I'm a copywriter, content marketer. I know what good quality content looks like. This is a content tool. The whole world can't suddenly become copywriters without this background knowledge. Mm. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to dig my head in the sand. I know people are going to use it, but let's make sure they're using it properly. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I asked a few people at a, it was like a networking make it happen day, planning day, and I asked a few people in the room, if I was to, like, train myself up in this and train others, what do you reckon? And they're like, yeah. And I pretty much set a date a month, month later. So I gave myself a month to train myself up as much as I could, um, already whatever's limited out there. And yeah, and I had like 150 people sign up to my first free webinar and that made me realize, okay, I'm onto something here. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, and I was like, okay, and so many people have said to me, oh, that's such a great move, you know, well done. I'm like, yeah, thank you. Um, I'm excited. I've already been doing content marketing training within my business for you know about the past five six years anyway just on yeah. various things linkedin webinars you know whatever else podcasts but i figured well i've been doing training let's just make this my focus now and everyone was stumbling their way through it i've been learning heaps getting frustrated heaps <laughs> and yeah <laughs> and then things like all these opportunities to yeah to speak to international audiences both online and then coming to me and at the time of recording, I'm a couple of weeks away from going to Kuala Lumpur to run a two-day workshop, which is very, very cool. 
And um, yeah, I'll, I'll speak at conferences. So LinkedIn finally was a really good tool for me in terms of um, connecting with others and what I can offer to the world. So I haven't even done a lot of outreach myself. It's all come to me. So I've got to like, you know, try and flip that a little bit. But it's, um, you know, I've had some copywriting stuff still, but ultimately I feel like this is this is the way forward. And I'm telling other copywriters, you know, that we should be, everyone should be understanding as much as possible about the AI world because we can act as advisors and use our background experience to help people do a better job. So it's not just bots talking to bots on, on LinkedIn or or whatever else it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I love it. What a oh, what an awesome move. Um, and yeah. I guess uh, it's if it's not obvious what we're uh, here to talk about today. <laughs> After that wonderful introduction, yes, we are here today to talk about AI and your brand voice, and specifically how to use it and still sound human which can be, you know, I think the, the scariest sort of part because for me, from my experience of it, is noticing that you can tell when someone's used it and hasn't changed it or edited it because they use those same sort of AI phrases and words and they stick out because it's crazy that that they're words that we don't really use or say. So, you know, it's so obvious. So I think that to me is the biggest part of it is people aren't using it right as well. Yeah, and that's one of my biggest, uh, (laughs) my biggest pet hate too. I'm seeing it and actually I've realised everything I'm reading now, I've got this this kind of um, lens on, you know, Mm. trying to like the radar kind of going, oh, hey, hang on, scan this for any AI stuff and, um, you know, I start to feel like, oh, I don't trust them. Oh, hang on a second. No, that seems a bit genuine. Oh, so mm. I can tell the pieces that have a mix as well. And I hate that. I don't want to be a critical person, mm. but it's just um, I think the buzzword around AI is productivity. Mm-hmm. And I think people are mistaking what productivity means with the word lazy. Uh, so ultimately, I and there's all, you know, silly is, fear-mongering posts and, and things saying, oh, this industry will be replaced and this person will be replaced because blah, blah. The thing is, it is just a tool. It is not here to replace us unless you just are, are lazy. But then the quality is just not going to be there. Mm. And that is the whole thing because you can go, oh, look, I just spat out 10 blogs in 10 minutes or less and there's published them all. But ultimately, the message is not going to land with your audience. There'll be a disconnect between what you're like in real life and your articles because ultimately it's all about building that know, like, and trust factor and it's just not going to work that way. And then before long, you'll find that you'll have conversions dropping off or whatever it is if you've just got AI-generated content without editing it, without putting your own voice in it. And this is what I think a lot of people don't realise, like, oh, it's a time-saving thing so they can cram more into their day. But really, it's quality over quantity. And I think so many people don't realize that. It's like, how much can I smash out because of this thing, like replacing my brain, ultimately? Mm, Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, that was my biggest peeve with it, um, is that it's just going to make this race of really stupid humans, you know, that are just going to not ever think for themselves ever again, you know? 
Um, yeah, that's what I hated about it because, I mean, I'm sure there are people using it for that way, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's good to know that it's not going to, you know, make us dumber or replace humans. So, <laughs> but I guess that leads us into, like, how how can AI, like, help or hinder, I guess, um, business? Yeah, so I take the marketing stance, but there's I mean, a few other ways that you can obviously use it, but there's there's two ways you can ultimately see using it in your business and it's for internal and external purposes. Mm. So internally, that is like the strategy, the planning. That doesn't matter so much about the voice because it's for your eyes only. It's just to help get your thoughts together, uh, brainstorming ideas, whatever it is, or going, all right, here's the stuff I want to do. Can you map out a plan, you know, a marketing plan for this? or create scripts for this or, or whatever, right? Um, or maybe not scripts because that's still going external, but, you know, yeah. Ultimately, all the stuff that's behind the scenes, that's one way of using it. The other way is external. And if anyone else is going to read it or, I guess, hear it or see it, if you're doing scripts videos, then you need to put that extra effort in to make sure it matches you. Yeah. And there's so many things that you can do. We can go to um, shortly that you can ensure that it does sound like you and not like a bot with those phrases and things that you said but that's my fear I don't care you know just throw out a you know a five minute plan for internal purposes no worries but you can't use the same amount of time to spit out something external for marketing purposes mm. so I think that's that's really key because otherwise that will hinder like I've said just before if you're not putting that effort in but yeah. it will help you with getting things started that first draft because that white screen of death, you know, copyrights, we get it too, right? Um, white screen of death getting started, if it gives you something to work with, but then you have to know how to massage it to make it quality. Yeah, yeah, a white screen of death. <laughs> white screen of death. I curse me. I was like, I can't. It's just teasing me. It's mocking me and I can't. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have that anymore, right? But you still, look, look ultimately it's still uh, garbage in, garbage out. If you put mm-hmm. really bad prompts in because you don't know what you want or what you actually need it to create for you, then it's going to give you really crappy output. And this is where I say treat it like a virtual assistant, you know, offshore virtual assistant or a junior member of your team mm. as a collaboration thing. Mm. Then you can actually work with it rather than demand it stuff that you don't actually realize you know what you're asking for. <laughs> Well, that makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, I really, I really like that rubbish in, rubbish out, for sure. Yeah, because I think that there is sort of an expectation of, oh, if I just pop this in, it will spit out this awesome thing. But yeah, if, if you're not being specific and really understanding what you want, and then asking it what you want, you're not going to get great things back. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, or you're just going to get go down this rabbit hole of like going, oh, why isn't it getting what I want? Because you just mm. can't articulate exactly what what it is. So there was a client, you know, I did a one-on-one session with them and um, he said, I asked, you know, I, I uploaded this thing. I said, can you create some posts, like social media posts? And I said, okay, well, this is some posts. You have to say how many to begin with, like specifics. Mm-hmm. And you also have to say where you want to extract it from. Mm-hmm. what the purpose was, who the audience is, all this kind of background information to actually get a good first draft. Mm. Because what he got, he's like, he's just giving me the stuff, but that's nothing to do with it. I'm like, well, it can't read your mind. 
yet. Uh, so you need to, and that's the thing, marketers, copyrights, we know what we ultimately want it to do. So then we can then have put this out, uh, this input in and then see what it gives us and know the next steps to take. And that's part of where my training comes in. I'm like wearing my copywriting hat, content marketing hat, going, all right, you've got this now. Cool. Let's work on it. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm actually, there's so many AI experts that I follow on LinkedIn just out of curiosity and trying to learn that are purely talking about just handing everything over to AI and all these cool prompts it does, but not looking at the output enough or not even considering their audience to think, is this complicated prompt you're putting out there even serving people? Or does this sound cool? You know, it's just a shiny thing to try. Is it actually serving people? And that's what I'm trying to do differently. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, and I guess if we're speaking maybe chat GPT specifically, uh, I think it's the most used one or the most known one. Um, I guess how do you then make it, you know, sound more like us and less like, you know, the robot spitting out those um <laughs> Yeah, phrases. you will get those phrases sneak in or whatever yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, a little trick that I tell people is that have a look at some pieces of content that you have written that has does does sound like you. You're quite proud of. You're like, yep, I feel that resonates with me. You can say it out loud and it doesn't sound clunky because that's ultimately the test for any type of content. Read yeah. it out. If it feels weird and foreign, then it's probably not you. Um, so find some samples. Say three samples. Yeah. Uh, if you have the free version of ChatGPT, you copy and paste it. If you have the paid one, you can provide direct links if they're blogs or upload them if they're documents. And then basically put in a prompt. And I don't have the set words because honestly, prompts don't need to be a particular set set of words because you can put the exact same phrase in on five different occasions and it'll give you five different things. So mm -hmm. actually, I've learned it doesn't matter. But just ultimately say, I want you to review these pieces of content and let me know what the writing style is, including tone of voice, structure, and um you know and layout etc um no need to take any action at this point do you understand yes great you upload the stuff and then say thank you now can you provide me with you know this overview of writing style it should give you dot points and subheadings if it doesn't go back and ask for dot you know dot points and subheadings yeah like i said it does different things to me every time uh and then you put that into your custom instructions which is where your, your profile is, bottom left corner, and put that in, in that little field there about how you want it to um, it's like interact or, or whatever it is. And then it's more likely to use that when it writes content, but still not all the time. Mm. So, you know, you've got that though and you go, okay, no, please refer back to my custom instructions if it ever goes off course. And um, that seems to work quite well for that starting point. And I might say you are, you know, it's a conversational, professional tone with great sense of humor. You might go, ah, actually, but it might then you might try that writing style and ask it to write a blog and it misses the mark. So you might add another word there, like um, I mean casual. You might think casual and conversational are very similar, but actually they're quite different. Um, or try adding a couple other words and then see what it gives you. And keep playing around with it until it sounds Pretty much, like I said, when you read it out, it sounds natural. And then you've got a good first draft to then work with. You still work with it. So that's one little trick. And another thing I say as well is if you want to record yourself verbally by like Zoom or similar and get a transcript of it, 
you can upload the transcript and then say, analyze this tone of voice, blah, 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 mm. or literally get to write from that transcript, the blog. If you obviously done a recording of yourself saying the blog topic and, you know, all the content, literally can upload the transcript and say, create the blog using this transcript only. Um, you may also refer to these resources, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, just those are two, just two key ways that seem to work well. But sometimes you just have to keep playing with it because it doesn't get it. And that's that's the thing. It will take some effort still. It's not just a, you know, cool, I've set that up now, set and forget, you know. You still have to probably massage those stupid terms like in the digital age um, yes. or fret not. Um, <laughs> yes, you still need or There's just some, even some um, sentence structure now like, it's so much more than just this. It's also even that phrase. Uh, I'm seeing it used a lot. Um, you'll pick up on it, and sh- I'm sure, and then go, do, "Would I use a phrase like that? If you would, okay, keep it." But we'll probably want to keep using that every second paragraph. So just go back and change it. But yeah, so those are some tips there. It's just um, putting a little bit of extra effort in, and you'll get there. But you still. Yeah, it gives you that starting point, but you still need to massage it. I'm sorry to say to everyone. (laughs) I'm trying to think. I should have. There was a a paragraph I saw once in in something AI generated that a client sent to me, and I I just, yeah, I, I should have actually read it out. But, like, I don't have a copy of it on me at the moment, but it was just crazy. But I've noticed there's there's this phrase they use about, um, weaving a tapestry like when yes. when we're talking about like people or teams or teamwork and it's like who says that a tapestry is a carpet on the wall <laughs> so bizarre you know so you really need to look for those sort of ridiculous things that slide in you know yes because the again, similes and metaphors says yes that? no one says that yeah <laughs> You know. Yeah, yeah, it'll go, oh, you'll think of it like this. It's like a, you know, river of ideas yeah. flowing through and like, ugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> look, I know some people may write like that, but it will throw those hyperboles in and the metaphors and similes <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, like, it's not really like that. Or it's, no. oh, it's like that. Yeah. Oh, it's like that superhero who does, oh, okay. Yes, the <laughs> Watch superhero. Out for them. It's big on the superhero, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I just think, would I actually refer it to like that? Uh, yeah. I think maybe people keep it in because it sounds cool and it's better than anything they'd ever come up with. But yeah, that's the thing. If you wouldn't come up with it, it's not natural. So just remove it. Yeah, that's a good one actually. If you wouldn't have come up with it, it's yeah, it's not going to be your or your natural. You know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. So I guess then, what what are some big no nos like that you've seen? Um, oh, we've touched on us on some, <laughs> but yeah, what are the big no nos yeah. you've seen when it comes to, I guess, misusing ChatGPT? My my biggest thing right now is those people using it to reply to comment, like to reply to posts on social media, the comments, and I know some people are creating these tools so that they can just like scan LinkedIn and then spit out these responses to people's mm. posts so it looks like you're fully engaged mm. and the thing is is it's not authentic and that's the that's the 
the big thing here, right? We're maintaining authenticity, maintaining your humanity. And, you know, and it's funny because I'm seeing some social media posts written by AI and then yet people with AI-generated comments responding to them. So very soon, social media platforms will just be bots talking to bots. And it's just like, what is the point? What's the point? And it's just... Yeah, if you're too late, like, and it's a whole, you know, if you're too lazy to write it, then why should I put the effort in to read it? It's kind of thing too. Um, I just don't, I can see through it, those comments as well. And I'm like, I would prefer to have genuine comments than your AI stuff, you know, everywhere. Um, I prefer to get my engagement authentically rather than, I mean, you just think you're showing up, but I'm sure LinkedIn, like the algorithm will pick up on it soon and people will be penalised. It's it's follows um those LinkedIn pods that a lot of people get in and yeah you have ultimately you know you, you commit to every day commenting on twenty or thirty people's posts <laughs> just to increase the engagement but the same people are commenting every time and all those comments are just great point thanks for sharing it's it's kind of like a the next step from that just getting AI to create that you haven't maybe it's a little bit more variety in the post but ultimately it's still not genuine yeah um that's that's one big thing that i'm, I'm really upset about at the moment yeah. <laughs> um yeah but yeah, sure. yeah then there's all the other stuff like writing articles and saying oh here's this article i wrote about openai's recent update you literally took openai's article put it in with tea and said that's your article but there's no new information there you haven't done any extra research mm. that that doesn't count that doesn't put you so thought later. So that's probably another one. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think people thinking that, you know, that that's a good thing and a good idea that it's, you know, making a thought leader. But I think people are missing the point that us marketers and copywriters, we can say we know like we're, you know, and if we're in there seeing what it's doing and what it's spitting out, other people are. So that's only going to really hinder you as a business owner, right? Yeah, yeah, Just exactly. Annoying. And that's yeah. that's the message I'm trying to get out there. Like if you're trying to cut corners, people yeah. will notice. Yeah. And it's yeah. not actually going to serve you in the long run. Absolutely. So just consider that. Keep in mind, you know, things like with Canva, you know, um, it didn't replace mm-hmm. graphic designers. There's still graphic designers out there. It gives you some great templates, some great things to work with, but people can still botch up a Canva template. Yeah. So same way, you can just as easily botch up ChatGPT generated content or whatever, you know, Claude or the other ones um, that are out there. So that's, um, I know I, I put a lot of negativity on it. I think it's just like a, a annoyed with the misuse and I know it's a great tool. Like I'm obviously, I can see great potential. I use yeah. it myself. I've used it for my my TAFE, okay, college, you know, assessments. I've used it to help write my own sales planning pages. But I know how to use it, and so I feel like I have the authority to use it properly. Um, so many people are just yeah doing the cutting corner things, and they don't realize they're necessarily doing anything wrong. So that's why I want mm. to educate and teach people. Cool, cool, cool. Use it, but be aware of X, Y, Z, and yeah. this is how you need to change it. And this is. So, and you don't know, you don't know either. So those who haven't spent the time to train themselves up like I have just honestly won't know. And that's cool. I, I'm here to help you. <laughs> yeah. I've, if Yeah. You've been a, a big help. I think this is, um, will be huge for our listeners. 
for sure to listen to this. Um, yeah, because I, and I, I think you make a good point that some people are misusing it, but not knowingly, I think as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to, yeah, I'm not saying, oh, you're all bad, naughty kids, go to the yeah, corner. Uh, you know, because you, you probably didn't even realise it. You just thought, hey, this sounds amazing and you have skim read it and you just thought that just, oh, my gosh, it just takes me a day of procrastinating to write an article and it's just taken 10 minutes, oh, my gosh. You probably get that real thrill. And and I understand it. It's, it's amazing how you just watch words magically appear in your screen within yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just taking that moment to pause, reflect on what it is, thinking what your ultimate out- outcome is, and that is you're creating content for a reason. You're creating it to connect, to convert, make sure it is actually connecting. And that's another thing as well, actually, mm-hmm. to put in who the audience is. So knowing your client avatar, and you can ask it to help you with that too, like get it to um, say, all right, roughly I know it's, you know, busy small business owners located in Victoria, whatever. Uh you know, how much more can you, uh, you know, what other information can I give you to be really specific? And I might say, okay, tell me about the gender. Tell me about um, where they shop. Tell me about their biggest pain points. And then you can feed that in. This is assuming you don't know marketing one one, right? So it can actually help you build all this stuff, which is great for the internal purposes. Yeah. And then once you know your audience, you can put that in and then the content producers will be angled to that audience. So that's another thing as well people forget about. Um, if you don't tell it who it's speaking to, it's also going to come out very generic and that's also not going to land uh, very well. Yep, totally. I love it. And I think one, one more thing I'd like to pop in here is to remember that, you know, you're an editor. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's helping you write and everything, but you need to be doing that editing, doing that sifting through, finding the the rubbish in there, changing it, making it sound like you. Like don't, you know, don't think that that editing part of writing a blog, let's say, is now gone, you know, because I, I think that's p- potentially where people may be misusing it. Thinking, like you said, skimming. And like, oh, yeah, this is great, you know, but it, it, it does, you still need to invest that time into making sure that you are properly going through it, properly reading it and editing like you would have before ChatGPT. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and on the point of editing too, if you do write something yourself mm. and then you can put a ChatGPT to help edit, yeah. that is great too, right? Yeah, 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 so yeah. 100%, write your stuff first and then get it to expand, improve, whatever. I don't mind that. That is fine. That's using it as a tool to support you. You're collaborating with it. Yeah. So great. Do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love it. Um, and I guess for for those, you know, that haven't played with it before or maybe only have, you know, twaddled in there or, or don't know what they're doing, what's, what's your best tips that you have for our listeners? Yeah, I think, look, when the explosion of AI kind of hit early 2023, um, a little bit beforehand if you were you know, really innovating, um, so many AI tools have just kind of, you know, explode onto the market and, uh, and you know, some are free, some are low cost and you can very easily get yourself overwhelmed. I, I say just start with ChatGPT. Start with like the OG that kind of started it all and really get to understand that and also understand how you your business could benefit. Um, don't look for all these, oh, that's a cool prompt. Oh, I've, never th- I've never written articles before, but I'm going to start doing it now. 
hang on, go back to what you run and what you do every day and just work on improving the stuff you already do first with AI before you go trying new stuff because you're just going to end up down this rabbit hole of uh, shiny object syndrome, trying all the things but not actually being productive like you think you are going to be. So I say to start with basics. So if you send out a newsletter and it really should be monthly but it ends up being every three months because you just never get around to it, you procrastinate with how to start, great. It can help you with that. Because then get that, you know, get things moving, those cogs turning and you have those ideas to them and it can edit it. Suddenly you can have that newsletter happening monthly or even fortnightly. That's always been your goal. Um, or if you wanted to have a podcast, but you just you get stuck on scripts for it, all the YouTube videos and the scripts just holding up, great. It can help you out with that. Um, or maybe you've done them before just yet once again you know, not too frequent and all that stuff. So think about the things that you've been doing sporadically, not enough because you've been stuck on the words um, or the plans, then it's great. But things like creating an avatar version of you, I still don't see how it's going to serve us properly yet because soon we'll just stop trusting the bots or questioning, is that really them? Or they just get a bot to say that. It's going to mm-hmm. yeah, disconnect as well. So things like that sound cool. Um, and also wary of some of the AI experts who go, how did I create this? All you need are eight AI tools to follow and follow this process. That's just way too complicated. You're better off writing it yourself. Um, so that there's some little extra tips and things. I think just have a play around with it. Um, don't go worrying about the exact wording of prompts. Like I said, just treat it like a human and have a conversation and ask it to help you and you'll be well on your way. Yeah. Love it. Well, goodness, we're coming close to to wrapping up here. Um, but can you tell us where where can our listeners find you if if they need you? Yeah, we can find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active there. Just look up Leanne Shelton. You'll find me fairly quickly. Um, and also Instagram, Leanne Shelton two four seven. They're probably the main places. Uh, also, if you go to you know, either of those, you'll find out about the AI DIY Club, which is a fairly new club I've announced, and it's a very low cost per month to ultimately implement ChatGPT into your business. It's not heaps and heaps of more training. It's actually showing up to Zoom and taking action, and I'll be there for any Q&As, small, big, um, and I'm yeah, really excited about it. It's just guiding people through the AI journey without getting overwhelmed. So that's really exciting. You can come check that out as well. Yeah, that that's that's how cool is that? I love it. And just before we go, what's what's your final thought from today? What's a little gem you can leave us with just before we finish? Uh, yeah, so don't be afraid of AI replacing you unless you let it. Um, basically, our future comes down to how we deal with it right now so if you are using it to replace you then you're pretty much just (laughs) that that's just not the way forward right see it as a collaboration tool Mm. see it as a way to help you not replace you and then we should keep our sense of humanity and serve our customers at the same time Beautiful. What a wonderful way to wrap up. I absolutely love it. So thank you so much for being Thank here. You. That was a pleasure. Thanks so much, Gemma. Appreciate it. All right. And that is a wrap today. And as always, all of our fellow work wives, remember you're not alone. 
because collaboration is power. And most importantly, as female business owners, we all get it. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.